This is a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. So today I'm going to, this sermon is about missional heart of God. I've been going to different churches, partnering churches or different churches to share the ministry or to preach, to encourage brothers and sisters. But this morning is different because we have so many children here as well. So which is very, very different from all the others. But this morning, one thing happened. Four o'clock, I already got up. I was, because, it's not because of I, I was nervous. I love sharing. So I normally set the alarm and I will got up at half past six, that, that's what I first, but I got up at four. So I had quiet time, I asked God, God, how come you make me got up so early for what? <laughs> and there's a message for this church. I pray, and God said, tell the Larara Valley Baptist Church, you have done marvelously, and you have been doing this for the Tari, for the Perfli, that served their First Nations for the last 20 something years. Wonderful, wonderful work. And but there is a question for you as well. You have done this for 23 years. What will happen after another 23 years? What is, what will happen? What is in your heart? Or the question is, do you know what is God's heart? What's the missional heart of God? What's, what's God planning to do in that town, in the surrounding town? And that is what the main focus of today. And today, I also have so many, I want to say children, many, many of our young people who normally will not sit in here because of you will have the Sunday school. So I need your help. So could you just wave me? You normally don't, normally don't sit here. Some of the children, please give me some wave, okay? I know that you are wrong, okay. I need your help is that because for adults, we normally, we, we are very formal. You sit there and do it very politely, formally. But for children, you like to do some, you like to do something. And I need your help. This morning, I want to bring in a biblical concept of blessing. A blessing comes as a pair, not just one, but a pair, that means two. And there is a very famous Bible teacher said, this blessing comes as a pair. How do we remember? He said, there is a top line. You see, here's the head. Boys and girls, let's do it. Top line, top, top line, top line. There's top line, top line. Okay, good, good. Add those as well. But there's also a bottom line. Bottom line, just, just touch our our cheek. Top line, bottom line. Okay, let's start. 
The first Bible verse that we look at is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. So that is where God has chosen one man to become one family and from one family become one nation. So God said, the Lord has said to Abram, not Abraham, it's Abram. At that time, his name is Abram. Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. And then the important part, he said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will bless you is top line. Just top line. Just remember, this is just here, children, help me to do this. Top line, okay. I will bless you. Anything about you or I only think about my, your own family, top line. And then he carried on, I will, make, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And, the, and God continued to say, and all people on earth will be blessed through you. All people on earth. All nations. That is bottom line. This all blessing comes as a pair. God bless Abram, has chosen one man. Just like God bless you, bless your family. You have children, you have grandchildren, you have grand-grandchildren, you have a great career. God bless you. Top line. But it's, it will not stop there. That is not God's heart. God's heart is that you, God bless you so that you continue to be a blessing, to be a channel of blessing. And all people on earth, all nations, all people will be blessed through you. The bottom line. Abram, just like what we have sang before, we lift our hand up, but we laid his life down, submit to God. Abram left, follow God as the law had told him. That is the verse that I want to show you. The blessing comes as a pair. You said it, okay, God has told Abraham and Abraham, listen, and let's carry on. So, and then after 13 years, so Abraham, God changed his name from Abraham as an exalted father. That means father with honors, with so everyone's, I mean, all of us, we want to be blessed that was Abraham, the name. But God said, you should not be called Abraham. You will be called Abraham because you will be father of multitudes. That was Genesis 17. In 18, there are three men came to Abraham. Now the name is Abraham. Abraham, and he said, Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation Abraham become a powerful nation. Is that top or bottom? Top. Because it's about you. Because it's about every. It's about self. But again, it 
it did not stop there. It said, all nations on earth will be blessed through him. That is why God has chosen him. Because Abraham at that time has no son. But that free man told Abraham, next year this time, you will have a son. And they laughed, they didn't believe because that is probably not possible because by the time Abraham will be what? 100 years old. As you all know, the story carry on, of course. Abraham had Isaac. And then you, you, you carry on. By that time, it's not son now. We're talking about grandson now. By, by the time of Genesis 28, Genesis 28, it is Jacob, Abraham's grandson. And then you remember the, the ladder leading to heaven. And God is saying, all people on earth will be blessed through you and your offering. Bottom line. And then, yes, God bless him, saying his descendants will be like the dust. Dust of the earth. What is dust like? You know when dust, you blow it, dust will not drop on the same place. Dust will spread. Spread where? It spreads everywhere. That is why blessing you so that the blessing goes everywhere to all nations. All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offering. Now we see that, wow, we have the top line, we have the bottom line again. Carry on and carry on. You understand, these people, they went to Egypt 400 years and then come out. Even they have seen the Red Sea separated, but only two men out of that one million at the end are going through the Jordan River. That is the second generation. And again, in there you see that God said, He did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of law is powerful. All the people of the land, all the people of the earth, bottom line. The blessing always comes as a pair, not just blessing us, but bless us for all nations, for all the people on earth. And then they carry on. So the Israel nation has started conquer in that Jordan kick out some of those tribes, or most of those. And then we have three kings, and that is the King Solomon when going to dedicate the temple. And in there, the prayer is said, so that all the people of the earth may know your name and fear you. Bottom line, the blessing about all people. Remember David, Solomon's father. The prayer is about, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Blessings to us, top line. But the bottom line is, that your way may be shown on earth 
your salvation among all nations, all nations, all nations. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear Him. We go to Isaiah. After the kings, you see the people turn away from God, and now we have the love, we have the south, two kingdoms. The north has been conquered. Now there is only the south empire now, Judah. Isaiah, this is in chapter 49. The Bible says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore, to restore the tribes of Jacob and bring back those of Israel I have kept. Even this blessing to our own nation, for God seeing this, is small things. So what is big? What is big things in God's eye, in God's heart? God said, I will also make you a light for the Gentile. It's not just that Israel is deep in my heart. Yes, I love you, but I want to make you as light for the world that you may bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. We quickly go to the last book of the Old Testament. You see, it is the same message all the way. From Genesis 12, now it's to Malachi. Chapter 1, verse 11. What's, you ask, what's in God's heart? It's that missional heart of God. It's not just about concerning you, I, our family. Yes, God bless us, but make us as a blessing channel to others. He's, God said, my name will be great among the nations. My name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. Well, if we said that we are not sure about the heart of God, we have to look at what God says. This Bible teacher said, this message come in from the Genesis to Revelation. I will show you, look at the New Testament, because this appears 395 times. If we say we are not very sure, this is very clear. Going into the first book, Matthew, Jesus said before he ascended to the heaven, he said, go and make disciples of what? Of all the nations, not one nation, not just Tari, not just one town, but all the towns around it, all the different towns there's so many of the first nations, not just in one town. In the next 23 years, what will happen? Let us pray that it will be not just one town, but many towns. Pray that the Uncle Ross will be discipling many of the first nations people Christian leaders, to go out to all the nations. There are originally 1,000 nations. When 
before the, the colonizers came 250 years ago, there was 1,000, but now we still have 250 nations. 250 first nations. To all the nations, that is what Jesus said, go and make disciples of all the nations. Same as Luke 24 say, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached where? In his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. As I said, revelation. Jesus will come again. It is Leah, as the Bible says. Apostle John, he has seen the vision. And he shared this with us. He said, after this, I looked it and there before me, there was a great multitude. Remember, Abraham was called the father of multitudes. Here is where the multitude is that no one could count. From where? Not just from Australia, not just from here, but from every nation's tribe, people, language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. Lift up our arms to, to the God and lay our life down before Him. Praise God. 395 times. Blessings through us. We are descendants of Abraham. Every one of us, children, adults, whatever in our life stage, we have been blessed by God, but it did not stop in there. We become blessings to other nations. And this church, you have been doing this, blessing First Nations, blessing people in Asia, in Thai. You have been doing a great job. But let's keep this up and to see how we can do it and really deep, deep down in our heart. Missional heart of God involve all ethnic groups. I just want to share with you. When Jesus went to all these different towns, he walked to different towns and villages, when he saw the crowds, What's happening there? The Bible says Jesus had compassion on them. It is not just about knowing, knowing that there are, it appears that blessing 395 times, I need to bless the other people, I need to bless. But it's changing, moving from the brain, from our, from our mind, deep down into the heart where the Holy Spirit is in each of one of us. Compassion. The heart is. The missional heart is in our heart. If we also look at another very familiar story, five bread and two fishes feed for 5,000 men, that means 5,000 women and 5,000 children, 15,000 people, we are thinking, of, wow, Jesus is doing miracle. But again, I want to point out, when Jesus saw this big crowd, what, what was happening? 
the Bible says he had compassion on them. That is the very first thing. Before we do the going for mission, we're planning for whatever, it is about that we have that missional heart in us. Then the question is, how do we move from that missional mind that I know that we should be blessing others and how to have this missional heart deep down in here? The Bible message tells us, Jesus tells us the answer. Jesus said, there is one way, and you should try it. Everyone should try it. And that is Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. The NIV Bible says, ask the law of the harvest. Ask the law of the harvest. This is the NIV version. I think many of you love the NIV. Some of you using the uh, tablet, you may switch to different versions, different, and I, and I encourage you to do so. Because for, for me, at least, when I see the word ask, I'm not quite sure what actually ask means. Ask, you can mean pray. You can mean ask a question. Ask the Lord. But what actually, the, in, in, the, in the original Greek, what does that actually mean? English Standard Version, which is very looking at each of those words. What actually did that Greek word mean? Yes, we translate that as pray, not just pray, pray earnestly. Another, another version, New American Standard Version. Beseech means really have to pray urgently, begging. If you don't give me God, I will not let you go. That is just like Jacob rapping God. It's the same manner. Pray earnestly and urgently. That is what God really wants us to do. God, help us so that we know that we have to make this us as blessings to others, but help us to have this into our heart. How can we do it? Praying. Praying urgently for this. Praying earnestly for this. Then God will give us this missional heart of His into ours. There is one more version by Eugene Peterson. In this Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to chapter 10, verse 1. You know chapter 10, verse 1. So after praying, then chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus already called his 12 disciples, gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. So how come suddenly after just praying, praying earnestly and urgently, and then they already start to action, there is something missing here. And Eugene Peterson tried to help us to understand. He added one more sentence here. He said, The prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. God has answered. So often we pray, we pray. We do not look whether see God has answered that or not. I know that some of you have been praying for me. 
please write to me, encourage me, encourage those people, encourage those missionaries, gospel workers that you have been praying. Ask them to see whether God has been doing miracle works because God answers prayers. We pray urgently and earnestly, but at the same time, you want to see the miracle of God because God answers prayer, because we are praying about His kingdom. I just quickly share with you, some of you may only be hurting from Travis that I've been here. I mean, most of you have waved of your hand, but maybe one quarter or the children, you haven't seen me before. So I'm Daniel. The indigenous people call me Dr. Daniel. I'm actually Dr. Dr. Daniel. So, so that is my email. So if you write drdrse at gmail.com, I'll get your email. Because God prepared each one of our background. Yes, I'm a scientist. I'm a teacher. God used me. But God used all your gifts and your background, whether that is a bad experience, painful experience, use all experience and background, everything. When we lay down our life for God, God already have a plan for us, even before we were born. During the COVID time, God's word comes to me. He said, Daniel, it's not just about concerning about the First Nations people's health and wealth, because I've been helping them develop their herbal medicine into health products. It's not just about their health and wealth, but their whole being. That they'll hear the good news of Jesus Christ. When they hear, not just hear through years, by going there together as an alongsider with them, to meet them where their most needs are. I pray to God. I said, God, I was a, a Christian, a follower of Jesus when I was a teenager, like some of you. I'm willing to submit my life to Jesus when I hear God's calling so clearly. But I pray to God. I said, God, Give my family a clear sign. This is your will. This is your calling for my family. Why? Because my family, they doubt. I have two PhD. I have three masters. All my life, for the last 60 years, I've been doing everything for myself. I've been doing this career, scientific, teaching, etc. But now I'm doing my fourth master, Master of Theology, planning to do that at morning college. I want to, God, help my family to see that this is not just Daniel's own compassion or will or the heart, but it is your planning, your guidance. I plan, I, I pray to God, and God answer my prayer. How? My house needs to be auctioned on a day, 24th of October, 2020. That whole week was pouring, raining in the whole eastern side of Australia. Brisbane, we watch on the news, 
the cars are floating like toys in the tunnel because everywhere water. And the auction will be on Saturday. So one day before Friday, the, the real estate agent came to me, came to my house. He told me, Daniel, good news. The COVID lockdown restriction has eased a little bit. So it's not just two people come for auction, but 10 people. I said, wow, good, hallelujah. He said, but, when you say but, you must be noticing he must be saying something bad. He said, but because it will be raining tomorrow. Everyone knows it will be raining tomorrow. That's planned. Where they will be standing in this sitting room for these 10 people that they can do the auction in this house. Remember, I've been praying for all those days. I've been praying for four months. Because I was locked down in Melbourne. My family, they are in Sydney. I have heaps of quiet time. Four months quiet time. Well, I have to do online teaching. But otherwise, I've been reading Bible, praying, get up early, have only a one-hour walk a day, allowed it, along my street, that's all. I pray. And I, and I told Michael, the real estate agent, I said, Michael, I told him on Friday, one day before, I said, Michael, tomorrow, I will have auction on the dry land. Even 12 o'clock, it may still be raining. I have a little bit faith. The Holy Spirit gave me the message inside and I told him. I also told my family, hi, wife and children, let's have a video meeting Saturday night. Because my wife has been asking me, Daniel, you quit, my, you quit your job. You are planning to move back to here, Sydney, what are you going to do? Or ask me for a long time. I, I said, let's sort out one thing at one time. I, because I've been praying, I want to, to have that God sign. So, and I continue to pray. Cut a long story short. Saturday, it rang and rang and rang. Every half an hour, I took video. From my kitchen to the outside of the rain. But until half past 12, it was still raining. Wow, my heart was very down. And I went out to the backyard, looked up the sky, the raindrops fall on my face. My suburb is in the Loven suburb, and I saw a black color cloud, black and heavy. Children, I don't know whether you have seen black color cloud or not. But when people get old, you, you might occasionally see some very dark and heavy one. And they move very quickly to my top already, from south to north, and the rain is heavier. And my heart was heavier. Because it seems that God, it seems it's, it's only, I wish that this could be the sign, but it seems it's not. But God's miracle came at man's lowest point. When they come to my top, the head, that cloud moved sideways, moved to the west quickly, to the airport side, and I want to 
my, my mobile again, but I said, just forget it. There's no direction up there. So I just live it and enjoy it, looking at that. And amazing. When the clouds move away, at the edge of the cloud, the sunlight shines through. Wow. And that's not the most important. At that moment, the door locked. I then understand the book of Acts, chapter 10. You, you go back and read chapter 10 of Acts. Peter, apostle, has seen the, the vision three times and then he was un, don't, didn't quite understand what is that, the blanket of the unclean animal? God told him to, to kill and, and eat them. What does that mean? He was wondering. And the people, that vision disappeared. Those people are at the door. Oh, I understand now. God, you have given me the sign. And thank you, God. Hallelujah. I just hope that this is the sign. And that night, my family over the video meeting, we all give praise to God. My girl said, Daddy, it's just like the book of Judge. Ah, the Gideon asked for the, 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 the dry sheepskin on the wetland and then reverse. I said, girl, I would not ask God to do it once more. God is so gracious to give our family such a clear sign. And from that, I start to step on. And you could see that that is the dry land that I have that being sold, auctioned on that. And from there onwards, I continue with this, start to have these partnering churches, going to different churches, and then you are one of those. And I'm saying that you are, I'm doing urban, regional, bringing our urban gospel resources to our regional towns. But I just come to know indigenous Christian leader. He said, Daniel, you missing one letter. It's not just you are. I said, what was missing? He said, U-R-M. What is U-R-M special? He said, Daniel, you will not know. 30 years ago, 1990, all the Christian leaders around the world, from Brazil, from India, they all come to Australia and they have a resolution to support First Nations Gospel Ministry. And what's that project called? U-R-M. But the, gospel, but the First Nations gospel organizations, they fight against each other. So that project has never been actually action. But now, God asked me as a messenger to tell them, God told us to do UR, UR, to remind them. The URM, they have never been done. I just hope that you will be able to see this is not Dr. Daniel's First Nations gospel ministry, but from my calling from all I've been sharing with you, the URM, God is leading this. And now, God has raised it, not just me, but many others that I start to know, raising many churches that come to do this urban gospel resources to regional. And then, just one last thing I want to share is that my mentor, Reverend Jim Kime, from 1962, he was a missionary, as a Baptist missionary in Northern Territory. And he reminded me, Daniel, the First Nations people, many of them 
six or seven out of ten, they have heard the gospel. But that gospel is about the gospel of heaven, that they don't have that power of that power to, to overcome the difficulties right now. And they need discipleship. And what I want to share is that God has prepared workers that they have been working faithfully for the last 35 years, already have 30 indigenous community in the Northern Territory. And from August this year, they will start to have the First Nations uh, discipleship program in these regional remote towns. When we have PNG, this discipleship facilitator to come, and I will be part of the team to support them, to pray with them. So one final slide is that today we learn about blessing. Blessing comes as a pair. Top nine, bottom nine. God bless us. Bless every family here, children, grandchildren, and grand-grandchildren. Family, but it's not just about us. God's heart is all nations, all people on earth. And thank you for God that bringing me and having this Narara Valley Baptist Church as my partnering. Thank you very much. Praise God. This has been a presentation from Narara Valley Baptist Church, a church that's desperate for God and passionate for people. To continue the conversation, we invite you to join us Sundays at 9.30am and 5pm or on our website at www.nvbc.info.